Welcome to Question Everything, the podcast that asks who, what, when, where, and why, but mostly why. I am Crystal Jeffrey, and I am not Cupid. And I am Jessica Jeffrey, and will you be my Valentine? Nope, that was a rhetorical question. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm taken. <laughs> I'm questioning everything. The question I'm posing... So why do we celebrate Valentine's Day? Why do we eat and feed into this commercial holiday that sells, just behind Christmas, the most holiday or celebration cards that our country has? Because we were indoctrinated into it growing up. Like, if you were just forced to make Valentine's as a kid, and you were given that list... Because you had to kids. do every kid in your class because nobody could be left out. And if you didn't do that, you're now that kid that gets left out. I always felt bad for the kids that their their parents had to sign a slip saying they couldn't be part of whatever there holiday were, po- po- uh, parties that... There were kids that didn't partake into Valentine's There was a couple Day. kids their parents were... You went to a Catholic church. No, no, these were my public school, school years. These were my public school years. Oh, okay. I had a couple of those. But there were Jehovah's Witnesses that... They, their parents didn't want them to partake. And respect to the religion, absolutely do your thing. But then, I, I, I mean, as an eight-year-old, I'm feeling bad for these kids because they're taken out to the lake with coloring stuff. <laughs> and we're all watching these kids leave. We're like, why can't they join in? And it wasn't... It's in, just a bunch of hearts and, and it consumerism. Wasn't, it was, well, it was for the Christmas party, for any of our parties. These couple uh. of kids, same kids, always, always left. No, Catholic school, they didn't care. They were just like, do it. <laughs> Do it! It's what is expected of you. Here's your list. You weren't writing correctly. Do it again. Cursive. (laughs) I don't care if you're five. Cursive! Cursive! Okay. Went off a little bit. Point. Point. With that is, 2,000 years later, give or take, we still celebrate it. So who was St. Valentine? My guess would be a martyr within the Catholic Church. So there's our first little piece of knowledge. There were at least two St. Valentines, but there's um, evidence that there was at least a dozen plus a pope with that name. The two main people at the beginning were said to have been martyrs back in the third century and both killed by Claudius II um, for helping Christian couples wed. There were young men that were forced to go out and do the battles and fight because they were more expendable because they weren't married and they didn't have families, so who cares? So Valentine behind the overseer's back were getting people wed and whatnot, and then when he was found out, he got uh, he got it killed. Because they were getting wed so they didn't have to go into the military. Yeah, so he was beheaded for that. Um, and there's a legend that the first Valentine was sent by him as a greeting after he was visited by a young girl that he had fallen in love with who might have possibly been the jailer's daughter and before he died he sent her a letter and signed it from your valentine which is still what we use today to end our greetings but truth with those uh, legends are you know murky after all of these years and at this point we really don't have a specific this is valentine or now saying valentine but the most important pieces that are pointed out by um, the history channel is that he was heroic and sympathetic and most importantly a romantic figure 
So if we have a dozen Valentines, how do we differentiate them? How do we know which one we're celebrating? Or should we just start like rotating them out? <laughs> how? Tell me. We say Valentine, maybe just to be nice and, and still include the other ones, even though we don't really talk about them anymore. But the St. Valentine we're actually referring to today is St. Valentine of Rome, because that's what you had to do back in the day is just give your location, because what else are you going to do? So we have St. Valentine of Rome, who is on our holiday cards right now. But there were still 12 other ones out and about back in the day. It was a really popular name, um, some sort of variation from Valentinus, which is Latin for worthy, strong, or powerful. So guys become monks between, you know, 2nd and 8th century. They need a really awesome, awesome name. You just kind of default to Valentinus, because who wants to not be a strong, powerful, awesome guy that's a monk? But being named Valentine didn't stop just because the 8th century ended. The last person that was Saint Valentine was from Vera Ocha. I am sorry for my pronunciations. I am not Spaniard. I apologize. Um, he was around and was actually beheaded in 1861. So, 19th century. So, we're, we're definitely... Seems relatively recent. It is very re Yeah, it's recent. We were still beheading people that close to the 1900s? You know, electricity hadn't caught on. They're just everywhere just yet. Beheading uh, plus electricity equal no more beheading? Fun fact, they actually only do beheadings now in Saudi Arabia. Really? With a sword. No guillotine? No guillotine. They're huh? old school. They, they got this. There was also a pope back in 827 with the name Valentine. So popes usually are in reign from, I mean, there's been some for less than a month to a few that had been more than 30 years. So I'm going to take a wild guess on how long this guy was pope for. How long his popedom lasted? How long his popedom lasted, yes, the, the reign of said pope. So you said between a month and years? Yes. So since you're asking me this question, I'm going to err on the side of lesser and say right <laughs> around a month. 40 days. 40 days. 40 days. What happened to the poor old pope? He was no longer poked on day 41. <laughs> Meaning, history does not know. That seems to be a, a common theme, though, in, in religion, especially Catholicism. When you're a saint, you're expected to keep a busy life in your afterlife. you got stuff to do. You have people to contend to. You have expectations in your afterlife? Yes. because That's exhausting to think about. you got us. You have the, the earthly affairs of us humans. And you have to entertain these petitions from these living souls. So even just because you die doesn't mean your saint and saintness is over. You still got a saint. You still got to do your saint stuff. So don't you put these yous on me? You got you. If you're more saintly than me, <laughs> so we would expect that he's the saint of engaged couples and loving marriages and all of those things. Correct, right? Just not homosexual. Not you know you can't be gay. There's no gay in this. Okay. But along with that, do you have any any thoughts on what else he might be in charge of that you send out those vibes to to say, hey, help? Asshole ex-husbands? Not, not quite. Oh, no. No. Well, no, it could help. B, the plague. You pray for him. Um, what does love and stuff have to do with the plague? You can't love a plague away. No, no, but that you kind ask... That spreads it. You have... You you pray for an intervention. You want the plague to be intervened by something. And since 
he can do other things. He's a multitasker. So you you. I sure hope so. Because <laughs> he's a saint. He doesn't pray for plagues. He's a good person. Was he's now in the afterlife dealing with us. So he thinks. Yeah. We hope. Oh well, now so, he doesn't think anymore. He's dead. We reach out to him for interventions with the plague, with fainting, and with traveling. Does fainting include seizures? He's also called for interventions in regarding beekeeping and epilepsy. Oh, God damn it. (laughs) St. Valentine is my saint, patron saint. Have you been praying to St. Valentine for a while now and not telling me? God, no. Our wonderful co-host has epilepsy. HIPAA has now been. (gasps) You broke HIPAA. Sue. Then again, if I sue you, I'm pretty much suing my own money. Yeah, and it's all over, you know, your Facebook and, you know, (laughs) anybody that knows you. (laughs) Flopping on the floor. My fishy. Mm -hmm. I can say that to you because you let me, right? It's not degrading to all epileptics. Just to me. Just to you. Yeah. No, not everybody flops. Just, Just my wife. And my mom. And everybody else who has tonic-clonic seizures. But this is not the seizure episode. This is the Valentine's Day episode. But if you have seizures, pray to St. Valentine. Now, how about let's pray to science to actually have a cure for it eventually. Like the VNS device in your chest? It's not a cure. It's a treatment. A permanent, surgically implanted treatment. Touche. So, are we done learning about the Valentines, Saint to Valentines? For now. Now, my turn. Your turn. Now that we know of how the Catholic Church found their scapegoat to help them assimilate the pagans into this new Valentine's Day, you get to learn why they needed a Valentine's Day. Somebody has some hatred going on inside. Hatred. You need to find another saint no. to pray to along with St. Valentine there. <laughs> Not hatred, knowledge. Disdain. Ever heard of Lupercalia? Before today, no. <laughs> the festival Lupercalia, mm-hmm. way, way back in the day, pre-Christianity, was a pagan festival of love and fertility. It was a three-day event between February 13th, 14th, and 15th. Oh, wow. That's, hey, look. It's a coincidence. Oh, yeah, coincidence. It's a Groundhog Day. Good dad. <laughs> They're good at this. Now, here's a fun little tidbit. If you were back pre-17th century, because there's no way of telling when this really started, and you needed a festival to help promote women's fertility... What do you think something you would do to help promote a woman's fertility? I think of a lot of things that I do not want to have to worry about editing out. So I'm going to let you go ahead and take this. So the men of the town would slaughter a goat and take its hide and cut it into strips, dip it into some sacrificial blood, and slap the woman's face with it. Hopefully gently and nicely. (laughs) Well, you know what? The women accepted it because they thought it would help them become more fertile. So they're not running away from this. No. They're they're going up like... Yeah, pretty much. Nice. Mm Mm-hmm. To each their own. As long as you're not hurting people, have at it. Yeah, well, apparently they thought this would um, promote their fertility. 
Which is why we have science now. Which is Science is a wonderful thing. Okay, got it. Another tradition they had, which I think is really cute, is something like the love lottery, where all the single women would put their name in a little box, and all the single men would pull a name out of the box, and for that three-day festival, that pairing would act as lovers. And sometimes it actually did work, and they would continue to be lovers, and some of them actually did get married. And that's how they felt that, I think that's where Cupid came in, though I'm not reading that in, where it was fate that they draw the name out of the box. Out of the box. What about the gay couples? They didn't say they all were happily ever after. Gotcha. Okay. Nothing's ever 100%. It's a good way to try it, though. Hmm? And then here comes the Catholic Church. In the first and second century when Christian and Catholic religion started to grow and they were assimilating and reinventing, she said very sarcastically, the assimilating pagan religions. Assimilating seems like a nice way to put it. Assimilating at pain of death. Um, the pagan religions, they changed this love lottery to a saint's lottery to where all of the single boys would pull out a saint's name out of the box and they would try and personify that saint for the rest of the year. And all the other traditions of the festival of Lupercalia were deemed immoral. So do you know what else is immoral? <laughs> Many things, but go on. We have the opposite of Valentine's Day greeting cards, and that would be the vinegar valentines. Anti-valentines? Pretty much. So you have someone that you're not on good terms with, maybe your enemy or an unwanted suitor, someone that you want to say, back off. Who says suitor anymore? History Channel. Okay. But this was also back when... Does that mean you were my suitor when you were trying to date me? No, because this was going on back in like the... Not 21st century, pretty okay. much. This was Victorian era stuff, like oh, okay. 1830s <laughs> up until until the 20th century, but we didn't know each other in the 20th century. We were just born in the 20th century. Okay. So this is prior. Okay. It's prior Jessica Crystal okay. days. Got it. All right. So you're not fond of this person, trying to tell them to back off. So you send them a greeting, and that got the name of a Vinegar Valentine. So I thought it would be kind of fun. To read some of these poetic oh, vinegar valentines that we're able to find. There's not as many left around because you had to pay for the postage. So to add insult to injury, a lot of the people that sent these didn't even pay for the postage. So it was supposed to be paid by the person that actually <laughs> got the mail. <laughs> and why would you hold on to something that's like hate mail? I mean, of course you're going to hold on to something that your, your sweetie sends you. But why would you hold on to a piece of mail that tells you to go pleasure yourself with a foreign object. So I figured we would take this time to look up some of these and read them out. Is there 18th century wording? There are definitely 18th century oh, wording goody. going on. I'm so excited. You ready? Yes. This one's called Bald Head. Your bright shining pate is seen at all shows and invariably down in the bald headed rose. 
where you make conspicuous by your tender care your true ardent love for that one lonesome hair. There's a picture of a guy with literally one hair. No, I think there's two there. They're clinging <laughs> on to dear life. And this next one is addressed to a woman that cannot sing. She looks like she's playing the piano, but thinks she can play well. You are a nerve destroyer. When a pig's getting slaughtered, the noise that it makes is sweeter by far than your trills and your shakes, and the howling of eats in the backyard at night compared with your singings a dream of delight. Your squalls and your howls are such torture to hear. A man's almost wishes he had not an ear. If someone would choke you and thus end their pain, hearty thanks from your poor distressed neighbors they'd gain. That's epic. Subtle hint. <laughs> Subtle. <laughs> the next one is for a person not being married. To said you share your love with many, but I believe you have not any. At least enough to give away. You keep it for yourself, they say. That's a little more subtle than the one before. You gotta have the picture above it, but yeah. <laughs> but hey, don't be unwed in like, you know, 22 or you're gonna be getting cards in the mail. Oh, you're so ancient at 22. You're gonna ruin those baby-making years. You gotta get on it. There's a clock ticking. What was the, the death age back then? Was it, wasn't it like your 40s? If you made it past five, you were doing good, so. That's true. You know, count every day. <laughs> so these Valentines could really be for anybody. If you're a suffragette, if you were a husband that was too submissive to your wife, anyone that wasn't in the straight and narrow category. It wasn't just for the working class, even though it was really popular. It could be rich, poor. If someone didn't like you, you were a target. So this one's targeted towards the guy that's constantly working on his car. It's titled Garage Man. You're always working on some car. It's parts you're always mixing. Instead of the car, we think your head quite badly needs fixing. Dang, that's savage. Savage. Even in the 21st century, I completely understand what this person meant to say. And then we still, now we just do it every day. We don't wait for a uh, time of the year to go on Instagram or, uh... Oh, see. yay for the internet. <laughs> so I have no segue. That was really fun. I was talking earlier about the origins of Valentine's Day, and I mentioned Cupid, and I realized I don't know where Cupid comes from. And I pride myself in reading about religion and my research and everything and I felt I don't know I hurt myself by not by mentioning a god that I don't know anything about so I did some digging here we go and I did some reading and it says that Cupid was known to the Greeks as Eros the handsome god of love so one of the first mentions of Eros, he was described as one of the very first gods born out of the world egg. 
many know the first gods as Zeus and Hades and whatnot, but those gods in the Greek pantheon were born of Titans, and the Titans were the original gods of the earth before mortal men. And so Eros in Greek mythology was one of the first and they've described him as the son of Nyx and Erebus, which they were the original deities in that pantheon. But of course, religion wasn't written down from the beginning. So there's other stories that Nyx and Erebus had Eros, or Aphrodite and Ares had Eros, or Iris and Zephyrus, I'm sorry if I mispronounce these, um, or even the son of Zeus and Aphrodite, which would make Eros, or Zeus, Eros's father and grandfather. Gotta love religion. I leave that where that is. So, Eros in Greek, Cupid in Roman. So they did not keep good records back then either. No. They seem to see a. I mean, a how here. how old is the pencil? It's oh, it's, pretty it's, new. It's, it's it's further than I get. What I think ninety nine percent of human history is not written down. Exactly. So we can we can give them a little slide on this. A little bit. Well, they. I mean, that's why they have religion. They had to have some sort of reasoning of where things came from. Yeah. And then the Enlightenment happened since we took got rid of all that alcohol. But the basics is Cupid is derived as the god of love. For the Greeks, it's Eros. In Roman, it's Cupid. I wonder how the name Cupid won out. If it was it was the Roman one and they were assimilating everything anyway, so it was just another Roman piece that took in. That's an interesting thought, that because the Roman Catholic Church is the highest Catholic Church, they just took what was around them. I smell a second part in another episode. We shall do our research on that. And, and to, get advo- back to you. And to advocate to say, I do not know yes. when you don't know something. There's nothing wrong with I do not know, but I do not know, and I will find out. Definitely. So we got the standard Valentine's Day greeting. It became popular in the 1700s, hopped over the pond to the United States. Here we are. In 2018, it was estimated that people spent $20 billion on Valentine's memorabilia for that specific day. Oh, my God. With a B. That, that's a lot. Yeah, I heard yeah. the B. You heard the B? Okay. I heard the B. We celebrate it here in the United States along with Canada, Mexico, the UK, France, and Australia. So we all do this gift-giving fiasco every February. It's a good thing we don't celebrate it. It's called the just because it's it's kind of nice to to not expect to get something. It's it's. Yeah, I don't like doing things for you when you expect it. Yeah, so we don't do Valentine's Day. <laughs> the loveless marriage we have. <laughs> Even though today there's a lot of pushback against Valentine's Day and the commercialism behind it. When it was gaining popularity, it was a necessary means at that point because it was at a time 
where going up and stating your feelings and being direct was frowned upon. You were discouraged to do those things. So this was a way for people to get that hint across that they might not have another way to do so. The rise of the printing press, lower postage, these pieces came together that led to this explosion of Valentine's Day. And of course we have people that latch onto it, businesses and whatnot, that have exploited it. Commercialism. Yes. But it wasn't always meant to make it into this billion-dollar industry. Esther Howland is known as the mother of Valentine. She was the first person that uh, first mass-produced Valentines in America. She would take lace and ribbons and colorful pictures known as quote-unquote scrap, and here we are today. So I would, I would like to think that she didn't have any ill intent with this. Yeah, making profit for any sort of businesses... What you want to do, that's what you're trying to do, that's why it's a business. It's just taken on this new form that I don't think she or anybody... (laughs) Probably never even thought of. Yeah, that it took over just, you know, 200 years ago. And if it wasn't enough to give your lover a $5 Hallmark greeting card every year, or get the doghouse, we've even morphed this into Valentine's Week. Oh, there's a week now? There's, Where have I been? Yeah. So, Valent... <laughs> I wished you um, Happy Kiss Day on the February 13th, and I had no idea that that was part of this. I just thought it was a cool <laughs> coincidence. Um, on February 7th, it's Rose Day. February 8th is Purpose Day. The 9th, Chocolate Day. Purpose Day. Yeah, that the, the purpose of proposing. The, the day is just to flat out propose to people. Not people, you're preferably the person you, <laughs> that you want to marry, not just a random person on the street. Hey, hey. <laughs> nice, nice timing. <laughs> um, the, the 11th is Promise Day, the 12th Hug Day, and then we knock it up another notch to Kiss Day on the 13th, leading up to our big day of Valentine's Day on the 14th. Because commercialism can't just can't be happy with one day. They have to make it a week. No, they have to make it two weeks because after that we have the 15th is slap day, the 16th is kick day, oh, the 17th... We go from Valentine's Day to... What another... Was, what did we just talk about? Vinegar day. Vinegar Valentine's week. Valentine's week, Yeah, they're trying Valentine's to bring that back. Yeah, yeah, that's a good... Yeah. So the 16th is kick day, the 17th perfume day, the 18th flirting day, the 19th confession day, the 20th is missing day, and the 21st is breakup day. <laughs> Just in case none of those other days worked out for you, here's your chance. Okay, so, commercialism. Okay. People love to jump on bandwagons. They do. You know how we were all like, no shave November? November? Okay. Okay, so there's this list of things that I found, and I cannot take um, credit for this idea. This is not my idea. I just love it. We've got Veganuary. In January, people are supposed to try going vegan. Dry January to give up drinking in January. Stoptober to stop smoking in October. Movember to stop shaving for men to raise awareness for men's health issues. As well as cancer. we got to put that in there as well. Yes, you are right. No Shave November. It all ties together. So... With that list in mind, I'm scrolling through TikTok, and I come across TikTok user Lesbimum, L-E-S-B-I-M-U-M. Best name ever. Yes. And she goes, Gapril. <laughs> <laughs> and what is Gapril? 
everybody that's heterosexual give up being heterosexual for a month. month Try going gay for a month in the month of April. Okay. I mean, the vast majority of gay people tried being straight first, and that didn't didn't really work out. So, try it. Yeah. And and it gives you a way to, you know, an excuse. Just like, I want to tell this person I like them, but it's, you know, 1800s and I can't go say, hey... Same thing. It's April. I have to pretend to be gay mom. What else am I supposed to do? All the kids right. are doing it. Exactly. Let's all do gay April. I mean, we do gay, like... Every day. Every day of the year. But our straight friends, I mean, come on. What could it hurt? Gay April, let's do it. It's also on a more serious side of just raising the awareness of gay issues and gay rights. I and mean, if you got to put a serious spin to it. But. At times, yes, because some people are, are, are set. Like, we're set in our way. Some people know what they want, which is all well and good, but at least being able to advocate for those who might not yes. be able to, or at least raise that awareness and stand if, up for those who might not have a strong of a voice. If it does, I doubt it will, but if it does come to anything, they would be able to see what a normal homosexual person goes through walking down the street hand in hand with their spouse. Very, very true. I mean, I remember the time we were walking into Publix hand in hand and some random person goes, Jesus loves you. I was like, I'm aware. Thank you. Okay, thanks. Goodbye. (laughs) Publix. We had a lot of issues with Publix. (laughs) I love sex. I still love Publix. And there's subs. But Gabriel, everybody do it. For our enrichment tidbit for the week, I wanted to recognize that not only February 14th we celebrate Valentine's Day, that it's also known National Donor Day. It recognizes those who have received new life through organ transplants, those who have donated part of their body for this, and those that have died on the list waiting and never receiving the organ that they so desperately needed to live. Um, wanted to just recognize that the two things that stick out is, is when I ever think I, I hear organ donating. I, I picture the guy in the bathtub that wakes up and, mm-hmm. and he's surrounded by ice cubes and oh, is freaking out. Gone. And I don't know how he knows if it was his kidney and not some other random body part. But, of course, that is not true because why would you need to be on ice the kidney does but that's also now a dirty kidney and yeah anyway, anyway. but that's one not true that's part of the enrichment this is not true there's if you wake a up lot. in a bathtub full of ice there's more wrong than just a missing kidney <laughs> that is very true <laughs> <laughs> that that there's also no special treatment when it comes to receiving an organ the people on those lists are just a number they you don't know income or celebrity status or skin color or sexuality nothing matters on that list except that you're a human being that's really cool so with all of the hatred going on in there there can be stigma with even organ donations and whatnot especially since the government's in charge of it but to know that it's Supposedly, and, and I would like to believe that as well, since it's a separate administration that does this, that have nothing to gain from a certain person getting an organ, that there is at least that solidarity that life is life when it comes to this aspect. So for those that are able to, I encourage you, if you're able to donate blood or donate an organ, if you're, 
untimely death comes too soon to consider those those avenues. The organ donor list. Be in your driver's license. Exactly. Um, if you go to organdonor.gov, O-R-G-A-N-D-O-N-O-R.gov, you can choose what state you live in, and it will direct you to where you need to go to sign up. That even with all the people that advocate and say that they are in support of organ donation, only 60% of those people are actually signed up to be an organ donor. We are signed up. We are, yes. But if you're if you're not here and you're not able to speak for yourself and saying, hey, I get that I'm decapitated, you can take everything else. There's no way for you to tell that to the people. Everything else down there works pretty well. And assuming your head's intact, your corneas are pretty good too. Someone else can use those body parts. Recycle. Recycle. Reuse. But there's no one to tell them that. I don't know if that's a thing you can do. If your spouse can say, hey, take the organs. But better safe than sorry. Figure well, out. Well, I know. I haven't looked at our driver's license here in Michigan, but in Florida, it was on our driver's it license. Is, and it is, and that's how it works in Michigan, that it's Good. with the Secretary of State. We are re- registered in our state. Um, but for those who aren't, please get registered if, if that's your choosing. And This is our enrichment tidbit of the week. This is important, and if somebody in your life needs an organ, you'll be glad of whoever donates that organ for Absolutely, them. absolutely. That's all we have for this week. We appreciate you spending your time with us and hope you tune in next week. And remember to always question question everything. everything.